Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. This is indeed Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson here in San Francisco, AM 960 Studios, getting ready for... In a week, the big fight, UFC versus boxing. That's right. Colin McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Uh, but the business behind this is an interesting story and one we can take a look at. We don't have to wait eight days for that to happen, nor is it going to cost us $2,500 a seat. We're going to dig into that story next. But first, Charlie Pellet has the latest in business news headlines. All right. We've got the latest on the battle between the Bulls and the Bears. Put one up in the win column there for the Bears today with the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all declining a losing week, another losing week on the S&P 500 index. A lot of the selling coming in the final few minutes of trading. S&P ending the session down four points to 24.25, down two-tenths of one percent. The Dow slumped 76 points down four tenths of one percent. Nasdaq was down five, a drop there of one tenth of one percent. Mohammed El Arian is a Bloomberg View columnist and an economic consultant to Allianz. He was interviewed this morning on Bloomberg Television. And my main concern is about future financial stability. You can repress volatility in the short term. You can boost asset prices by going out and buying things as central banks have done. But at some point, you've got to hand off to fundamentals. You've got to validate the asset prices. And the longer it takes for that handoff, the greater the risk of financial instability. Target Corp. will no longer sell products made by food startup Hampton Creek after an internal review. It is the latest major blow to the beleaguered maker of Just Mayo, eggless mayonnaise, and other plant-based foods. Crude oil up today by 3.3% to 48.66 a barrel. Gold down 80 cents. Little change there, down less than one-tenth of one percent. The tenure down 2.30 seconds. Yield there, 2.19%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Oh, I wish the world of Bloomberg Radio listeners could see Charlie Pellet right now dancing to LL Cool J, because I've never seen anything better. Uh, but we might see something uh, equally ridiculous next week uh, with a UFC champion, Colin McGregor, taking on Floyd Mayweather, uh, a, a terrific boxer. Uh, but we'll see what goes on there. Brian Egger, uh, talk to me about this spectacle of this, the business spectacle of this. The deal seemed to come together within a reasonable amount of time once the fight was first proposed. Sure. Good to be here. Well, from the perspective of MGM, which is the largest casino operator in Vegas, this is really about uh, getting strong table wagering volume, getting bet- getting room rates up, getting the food and beverage revenues, all the things that come into Sin City when you've got a major boxing event like this one. And this is this is a major deal. Mayweather owns his own promotion company. MGM is going to buy a block of these tickets and comp them to their best casino guests and hopefully make it up at the tables. Um, is what's the demand like? I saw a story online somewhere that suggests that the the price for the cheapest seats is coming down dramatically, although it's still insanely high. The seat prices are very high. Also, no, ESPN is projecting this could be, in terms of pay-per-view revenues, uh, you know, a $475 million event. So that the, everyone is looking to see is will this event rival or exceed uh, the pay-per-view buys and the gate sales that we saw when Mayweather uh, fought Manny Pacquiao in mid-2015. And that's really the benchmark. 
Um, how was that? Don't describe that benchmark. What was that like? So in that particular fight, uh, gate sales were about 70 million. There were about four and a half million pay-per-view buys. Very, very exciting fight. You know, this one has some of those characteristics and the, the hope is from observers that this event could exceed that, uh, or at least match it in terms of both gate sales and pay-per-view, uh, revenue. Um, that's, it's a huge number. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a pretty interesting fight. It's got a lot of elements that are unique. Uh, you've got a matchup of a traditional defensive boxer like Mayweather with someone like McGregor, who very popular in his native I- Ireland, is really from the uh, Ultimate Fighting Championship world. He's a mixed martial artist. Uh, he, uh, that's, that's a business uh, that's dominated pay-per-view sales in the past. So you've kind of got an interesting matchup here between a, a, between a boxer and someone who was known as being a mixed martial arts uh, expert. What are the odds like right now in the fight in the, in the betting world? I don't know exactly where the where the line is, but there there's a, there are a lot of stories out there about individuals placing very large bets uh, for the in the case of uh, Mayweather being a hometown favorite because he is based and lives in Las Vegas. Uh, but I, some some of the things I've seen suggest that the odds have been very strong for McGregor, uh, well, maybe because there's which which. Since they're playing Mayweather's game, it would seem to me that Mayweather would have the advantage. Yeah, this is a bit of a wild card. It is it is Mayweather's game, but McGregor very strong in his own right comes at comes at it with a mixed martial arts background. So you know there, there's a lot of uh, speculation as to who here really can dominate. But it's a very and, interesting matchup for that reason. Uh, and and so talk to me about how the business works here. So you, you mentioned the the casino uh, giving comps away to their best customers, but wh- how does it really work here? So what what uh, MGM would do in, in a case like this is they would buy a large block of tickets from Mayweather's promotion company and then basically give them for free to their most valued casino customers with the so how large a block? The stadium seats how many? Uh, stadium, I think it's uh, sixteen thousand. Sixteen thousand. Sixteen thousand. All right. Yeah. So so they'll buy a block like what two thousand? Yeah. yeah, they'll buy. I don't exactly know what the, the buy-in number is, but they'll buy enough so they can compensate, basically comp them to their most prized casino guests. Uh, so it's in that sense, it's all for MGM about buying the tickets, giving them away, and then doing a lot of pay-per-view, uh, closed-circuit parties, uh, getting those room rates up, getting table wagering volumes. It's all basically about the casino. And then what about the pay-per-view aspect of it and, and sort of uh, getting that out there? Obviously, they haven't sold it to, to Showtime or HBO or anybody. Well, the way that will work in a case like this is it will be on uh, Showtime All Access. The, the, so what happens is Showtime gets its windfall. They get about 10% of the pay-per-view sales, and the other 90% is basically split between Mayweather's promotion company and all the pay TV operators out there like Comcast and Fios, et cetera. So, you know, the showtimes of the world end up getting a piece of this, but the chunk is split. The, ba- the, the vast bulk of it is split between uh, cable operators and Mayweather's promotion company. And that's kind of unique because Mayweather is his own promoter, so he is very much involved in the economics here. Colin McGregor is slouch of promoting also, but in a different <laughs> way. Um, in terms of sort of the, the, the bar business and, and, the, and, the, and getting people to watch it when they're not at home and paying for the pay-per-view, how, how has that evolved in this, in this industry? It's become a, a bigger and bigger deal. You'll have individuals uh, buying the pay-per-view and throwing parties for the casinos. It's about closed-circuit closed circuit broadcasts. And I would just circle back to Vegas for a second if I could. Very good timing for MGM in Vegas because it's the late summer, not a lot of sporting events or conventions typically. And I think it's going to help MGM with what will be a difficult It's hot as heck in Vegas. Is it is very hot. A lot of people are on vacation. It's not typically a time you see major sporting events or conventions. Uh, so the timing of this is interesting, and notably there's going to be another major boxing event 
uh, that's going to happen uh, in September when Golovkin fights uh, Canelo Alvarez. So, you know, there's basically two big fights in Vegas uh, coming in the, in this in this third quarter, but the big one that everyone's watching is next weekend's bout uh, between uh, Mayweather and McGregor. Who you got? Come <laughs> on, I'm kind of uh, I'm, I'm kind of sympathetic. off the fence. Being a being a Vegas follower, I can't I can't not go for the hometown uh, favorite here, which is which is uh, which is Mayweather, just because he's 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 the Vegas local. So I'm I'm no, I'm no uh, a science <laughs> of of the art, but uh, it's a boxing fight. Better the boxer. All right, great stuff. Brian Egger, uh, thank you very much. Bloomberg Intelligence, a senior gaming and lodging analyst. This is Nancy Lyons right now. She's in her 991 studios in Washington, D.C. Thanks, Corey. House Democratic Leader Nancy Pelosi says the departure of White House advisor Steve Bannon is welcome news. But she says she wants President Trump to fire additional staff. She says in a statement, Bannon's departure, quote, does not disguise where President Trump himself stands on white supremacists and the bigoted beliefs they advance, unquote. The White House says Bannon's last day is today after he came to a mutual understanding with White House Chief of Staff John Kelly. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson is weighing in on the issue of racism. Bloomberg's Irv Chapman says he addressed the issue while speaking to interns at the State Department earlier today. With President Trump's recent comments on everyone's mind, the secretary said, we protect freedom of speech, but hate is not an American value. Painful racial tensions are part of our experience as a nation. So we condemn racism, bigotry in all its forms. Racism is evil. We do not pain honor, nor do we promote or accept hate speech. Secretary Tillerson spoke of a diversity gap in the State Department and announced that for every opening for an ambassadorship, he will insist that the list of candidates include at least one non-white minority. Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. President Trump has been meeting this afternoon at Camp David with some of his top cabinet secretaries to discuss the U.S. approach to Afghanistan. The war has stretched on for 16 years. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis thinks it's time to send in additional troops. Others within the administration are pushing for the job to be handed over to contractors with Blackwater Security. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. 